let's be honest, we're all creepy on the internet. You guys, today I have the star of Lifetime's new show, You, Elizabeth Lale, with me to talk all about social media lurking, how to handle getting catcalled by creepy men, and so much more, so stay tuned. Hey you guys, welcome back to another episode of Sexting and the City. As you heard before, I have Elizabeth Lale in studio. How's it going, Elizabeth? It's going very well. Happy Halloween. Yeah, it's Halloween, so it felt it only felt right to do like a cyber-stalking episode. Yes, unfortunately. You're on a show all about stalking. Will you talk a little bit about you? Because I love that show. Well, you is like a modern-day romance gone extremely wrong kind of worst case scenario dating yes that is that's a great way to put it it truly is it's okay so the show in case you guys haven't seen it if you haven't you live under a rock and you need to watch lifetime right now it's called you and it's about you were you were the lead in the show and you were incredible on it oh thank you you're a perfect victim to a stalker. <laughs> what does that say about me? <laughs> I remember um, the creators, they were like, we needed to find someone who, you know, wasn't annoying to watch all the time because, like, all you're going to see is Beck all the time because, of course, he's stalking her. I was like, well, I guess I I must just be, like, the right amount of stalkable. <laughs> <laughs> just the right amount. Right. Um. So you were, we were actually talking about this. You were on our after show, and we talked yes. all about you, and we had this conversation, and I want to honestly hear from our listeners. Okay, so, Elizabeth, we got into this. I was so upset that your character doesn't have curtains. Right, everyone is so upset. <laughs> That's good. That means you were raised to be, like, a strong woman <laughs> who puts up her own curtains. Like that, and then, okay, oh, by the way, speaking of cyber-stalking, after you came into our show, I was like, oh, I'm going to go check her out on Instagram, and I was going through your Instagram, and I remember I found this picture, uh, not this video, of you putting up curtains, yes. and I was going to comment on it until I realized <laughs> I scrolled back to, like, 2017, and I'm like, I can't do that. No, that's okay on mine, though, because I don't have that many posts. Um, it doesn't take that much work to get that far back. Thank you. Yes. Because I was going to be like, oh, see, Beck should have watched this That video. was hard. That took me like three hours. That's the whole lesson there is that curtain hanging <laughs> is is not easy for like a young woman. Like I rented my first drill to, oh my, to do that. I, you can rent drills. See? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I don't see Beck doing that. And I think that's a part of her non-curtain life her non-curtain life see I don't know guys I'm okay in case you don't know this about me I'm a very paranoid individual like when I'm walking at night I'm either sprinting or turning my head violently to make sure no one's behind me (laughs) like I'm a psychopath with that kind of thing so I when it comes to I always think worst case scenarios when if anyone's a little weird I'm like are they stalking me oh no Mm -hmm. because I mean, we're all creepy on the internet, but, like, there's creepy, like, the normal creepy, the, oh, I stalked you back to 2016 because I like you creepy. Right. And then there's the, <laughs> I follow you home at night creepy. And I just, let's let's talk about the fine line between, like, what's okay and what's not okay. Because there's obviously a drastic, uh, there's the drastic uh, differences which we could look at, of, like, phys- physically stalking someone. But when it comes to social media stalking, what would you say is, like, the line that should not be crossed? Honestly, um, 
I wish I had the answer to that. <laughs> I feel like I am definitely um, someone who stalks people. That's essentially what social media is for, like particularly Instagram. Like yeah. it's it's literally there so you can go and look at other people's photos, whatever that might be. And it just so happens like we're all like enough obsessed with ourselves that our Instagrams tend to be solely focused on our lives. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's not everyone. Some people have like great causes but most of us are just like this is me this is my life this is me having fun this right is me and my yes this is a really pretty picture of me whatever it is for better or for worse <laughs> and i so it's it's designed for stalking yeah um and that is troubling because it's become such a normal thing to do and we as the stockies are like freely giving that information I know. It's so scary, though, because I think about this. Sometimes um, I'll, like, look back to when I was less aware of how much information someone could gather about you, like, Mm -hmm. through a photo or a video, where I've had things in the background that would, like, say where I am. And that sometimes isn't the best idea. Like, I don't... I think if you're out in a big city and you currently show like where you are all night I think that could be a little dangerous I have friends that will post like hours later just in case because I post years later like (laughs) most of the photos that I post are from like last year or really safe yeah I I, like keep them and I always mean to post them but then I forget so I feel like I'm pretty I think you have to be smart about it in that sense I do want to ask you, so you're in a relationship. I am. How did you meet your boyfriend? At a party. Very normal. Oh, wow. Classic. Meet up. <laughs> um, and then he, like, asked for my number, and then we went on a date. Very. Wow. Yeah, what? very easy. No Bumble, no Tinder. No, I've never been on a dating app. Stop it. Right. And literally every time I see one, I'm like, ooh, show me. I've never seen this. It's like <laughs> seeing like a exotic fish or something. Yeah. Like watching people. And they go so fast. People swipe so fast on those apps. I'm like, how do you know? How do you know? You could have just swiped on like the greatest guy ever. I would love to see you try to get through a dating app. Because they are. You have to. Every... Even myself. So I I find dating apps to be great, but also, like, very depressing. Because I feel like if I spend too much time on a dating app, I, at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm never going to meet anyone. Because you don't have that connection. When you're talking to someone through a screen, you don't really know who they are. So that disconnect, I think, makes you feel more hopeless about yeah. actually finding someone. But then again, I've been to a wedding where they met on Tinder. What? Yes, and then they got married. So... So other people are having a little bit better luck. Yeah, (laughs) it's possible. Um, When you met your boyfriend Mm -hmm. and obviously you had his name, did you do research? I did. <laughs> I He was not very active. I couldn't look at his Instagram because it was private. Oh, the worst. Yes, yeah, so he didn't have, there wasn't much to go on. There was like a photo, like a professional photo for his office. And I was like, well, this is not really the person I met. But oh. I did. I did all the research. And he told me he was very active to not look at anything. He didn't Google me. Oh my. He didn't. He, he said he often 
often would go on dates with girls, look at their Instagram, and then not like them. So it like he said often like Instagram gave him a bad taste in his mouth about certain women. That's interesting. I feel like that happens though because have you ever? I mean, I think we all have done this, but have you ever like met someone and then found their Instagram and you're like, this isn't you. This isn't what I thought you were like. Well, the worst part is is like when there are people you know very well and you see their Instagram and you're like, this is a lie. <laughs> this is a lie. Um, that's the worst part. But oh well, what can you do? <laughs> I love it. Um, so you didn't find that much about your boyfriend, but in the past, like with dating, what is what is the strongest piece of evidence or just information you have gathered when like looking up a guy you're into or dating? I've I've gathered a hundred percent of the information available. <laughs> I you know when I had I don't have Facebook anymore, but when Facebook was like the main thing. You know, I looked at absolutely everything as far <laughs> back as I could go. It was terrible. We've all done it, though. And yeah. if you guys say you haven't done it, you're lying. We've all been so creepy. You know who hasn't done it? Penn Badgley. He's not done it. He doesn't do it. That's crazy because yeah. his character, his cyber stalking skills, I think, are, are next max. level. They really are. I, I can't. It's like that's so impressive. But then the rest of it is very scary. Right. Well, the like the going to her house and like staring out, staring at her from outside is just so weird. And the way, okay, like again, if you guys haven't seen you, you need to watch it because it's so intoxicating. Like this show, what I love about it is that we are getting it from his POV. Right. And he has no idea he's doing something wrong. He thinks he's doing her a favor. Yeah. <laughs> That is called male privilege. <laughs> male toxicity. Masculine toxicity. That's the buzzword. I love it. But um, with, I do have to say, so Penn Badgley's character, well, Penn Badgley IRL doesn't stalk, which is no, very impressive. He's like a saint in real Jeez. life, definitely. His character is super creepy, but like back to the feeling like you're not doing anything wrong. I rarely feel like I'm doing something wrong when I'm, like, stalking someone online until I like something. Well, everyone <laughs> hates when they, they like something, like, years back, like you were saying. But that's only because the person will be able to see it. That's so true. That's, that, that's why you feel, you just feel caught. <laughs> exactly. But if you think about, like, I know, like, with my girlfriends, like, we easily stalk people together. It, there's no judgment either. It's like, oh, what did you find out? What do you know? <laughs> What's his favorite color? <laughs> Whatever it is. There's no judgment. But as soon as the, the guy or whoever you're looking to stalk knows then they know that you're thinking about them. Mm -hmm. or, and everyone is playing a bit of a game, unfortunately. Oh, for sure. Right. So maybe if we could just cut that out, the whole game, and just be like, yeah, I stalked you. I really like that photo from five <laughs> years ago. Um, Your mom's super cute. Love yeah, her cat. <laughs> yeah. Because we are offering all that information again. So is it that wrong if we're the ones putting it out there? So you sound like... Joe, Joe. Oh, right no. now. Oh, my God. That's yes, exactly I, what he said. I know he justifies <laughs> everything. <laughs> He's like, he justifies everything. You put the information out there. Right. That He's means like, that must mean you want to be found. <laughs> and look at us. That's the thing. There's but such we like do, a But we do, but that is partly 
true. That's that's <laughs> why there are bits of Joe's story that are partly true, unfortunately, that we are like seeking some kind of like outward assessment of our life from other people. Yeah. In uh in you, Joe goes I don't even want to say goes through Beck's phone because he straight up steals your character's phone yeah. and is logged into the iCloud. But on a lesser scale, have you ever gone through a boyfriend's phone? No. It feels wrong, right? I could never do that. Uh, someone has done it to me, though. No. And, I mean, that's you. That's how you know you're not in a good relationship. If, if you're at that point where you're going through each other's stuff, it means there's, like, major distrust there. And uh, you should end it now. <laughs> I agree with that. I think if you are, get to a point... But, but here's... There could also be... What if... Let's play what if. If your significant other's phone was out and you were going to, I don't know, play a prank on him and post something or take a picture. Right. But you see, like, something comes up that you... <gasps> that's questionable. Oh, no. At that moment, what do you do? Do you look for your own sanity? Or do you, at that point confront them before even seeing if it's bad I don't know I like if I saw something that suggested like cheating I mean that that's the kind of thing where like your stomach drops but I also think that if you're if you know your partner and you love your partner and you know them to be good then I would pro- I would probably give my boyfriend the benefit of the doubt if I saw something questionable I would be like oh there's there's an excuse for that or that's you know what I mean like yeah I wouldn't because I know him to be good I wouldn't assume like bad behavior automatically and I would probably I probably wouldn't be able to touch it that kind of thing would like freeze me personally but um I see both sides to that story Okay, you guys, I had to stop the recording for a second because Elizabeth's voice is so just gentle and sweet that, like, the microphone says it's not picking it up, but it is. Yeah, essentially, my line is, like, someone who has just passed. And it's Halloween, which is a little kind of creepy. (laughs) Okay, I do want to move on to, uh, well, kind of back to when you're dating someone. Are you upfront with your creeping? Because you said it's good to be, but are you? I am, but that's because I think people find it endearing. Yeah, I agree. I and think people it, can yes. if they like you. And if they like, yeah, exactly. If they like you, so maybe get to that point, you know, a couple dates in where you're you're being a little bit more honest. And I'm definitely, I'm like, yeah, I looked you up because that's what people do. It's It's so <laughs> common now. Um, and some people do it so they know they're not dating a crazy. That's the thing. I find this so interesting that there was a time where we didn't have all this information and it just felt the safest to meet someone mm-hmm. in person. You met them, whatever, and then you just date them and hope for the best. But now it's like it's safer to kind of meet someone online and be able to research them as opposed to meeting someone in real life if you don't gather the information to then look it up later because I mean everything's on there on the internet to find so when you you know meet someone online you can get proof that they are from their pictures on like a snapchat video or whatever right or that that they have friends like the number one red flag with joe from you is that he doesn't have any friends and such a good point and she can't stalk him which because he has no social media and 
Um, not that that's a red flag. I think that's a really great quality and Beck is attracted to that uh, in the same way I would be like a disconnect from social media shows some willpower that many of us don't have. Agreed. Um, <laughs> but he like that is red flag number one. So check and make sure they have good friends because you can tell a lot about a person by the people they surround themselves with. That is such a good point. They Don't they say you pretty much are the sum of your three closest friends? Really? That's the thing they say. I think it's three. It might be five. Oh, I love that. I know. It, and it makes so much sense because if you look at, I mean, think about the people that are closest to you, like the, yeah. your top three friends. I'm sure you're very similar to all of them in certain, you know, with certain qualities. Mm -hmm. And when we surround ourselves with bad people or toxic people, we're not in a good place in our life. They bring out the worst in us. Yep. I've definitely had to, like, cut people out. Yeah, you have to. It's just not healthy. So I definitely think finding out who someone's friends are and what their friends are like says a lot about them. And thankfully, because of the internet, we can look at <laughs> tagged photos like, oh, this is your friend, and yeah. then see what their friends are like. The real th- thing that I'm looking forward to is like 50 years from now, we can see what the deal was. Like, how did all these online dating marriages or relationships end up? Like, Ooh. you know, we can see the effect that online dating has had within our society. That's... That's smart. I, I haven't even thought about that, actually. Like <laughs> 50 how, years to go. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait. We'll, we'll come back yes. in 50 we'll ha- years. Yeah, we'll, we'll meet up again. Reunion like, episode. <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> Do you think... Okay, so because nowadays everything is... Not everything's online. I hate saying, like, everyone's on dating apps, but for the most part, a lot of people are. Whether or not they're meeting people from dating apps, Mm -hmm. it's just becoming more and more normal as the years go on to meet your significant other online, on social media, Instagram, whatever. Do you think it's going to keep getting worse? Like, how will that progress in your head? Um... Well, it's hard for me to say because I'm not, I've never gone down that path yet, which makes people want to punch me in the face, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, I'm like, I've never had any trouble meeting anyone. (laughs) But you live in New York too, so I think it's so different. I do, but it's the same. I mean, the dating, it's very easy to meet people, I think, in New York, but also most people are on dating apps because it can be a very lonely city, Mm. probably in the same way LA can be, and... I think people are mostly again dating apps they like fuel our ego because yeah. I, I a friend of mine was kind of like walking me through one and showing me she's like oh I'm talking to this one and this one and this one and this one and I was like oh <laughs> so you're kind of getting like you know all these like all this attention essentially it kind of like affirms something inside of you unless you're actually looking to date someone which most people are kind of like maybe this is fun this makes me feel good sometimes or every once in a while I get a free dinner yeah I think it does come down to feeding our egos I mean social media in general as well as dating apps I, I I mean gosh when you're trying to get over a breakup or you're maybe you just went through one and you want your ex to see how good you're doing what do you do you post a super cute pic on instagram to prove how happy you are yes so we do that and then we hope that like that person likes that mm-hmm. because we don't even need to talk to them we, that even that little bit of oh, validation there's a lot of politics going on yes through the internet mm-hmm so i think that dating apps are kind of the same in that sense where when you need to feel like someone 
is attracted to you. Right. Or, like, wants to talk to you. Right. You have it at the palm of your hand. Yeah. But the great thing is, is, like, look, there are lots of people who would love to talk to you, even if you're not seeing them all the time. So maybe you don't need that. You got it. I know it. Great. Like, that's in an ideal world. It's like, oh, you're right. All these people do like me, but I don't want to meet them that way. <laughs> yeah, right? But I don't know. We, we always take it a step further, which actually, with dating apps, I need to tell you. So I'm pretty good at creeping online. Like, I would call myself maybe a pro. I can <laughs> find people. Um, and I have found, like, guys I've seen on dating apps. And I don't again, you're not on them, so you may right. not know this. It's only, like, their first name. Oh. You get a first name, a photo, and then, like, maybe the school they went to. Okay. But, like, if it's a school they went to. You can narrow that down, especially on Facebook. Right. right? Because everyone has their school. Mm-hmm. So I've looked up guys that I've, not that I've just, like, connected, matched with or whatever. I'll look up guys that I'm about to go on a date with. Right. To make sure they're not going to kill me. Right, because you're so paranoid. Because I'm so paranoid. <laughs> well, have you, like, okay, with with other people that, how long have you been with your boyfriend? Eight months, eight, nine months. Okay, yeah. so it's been a bit of time. Before that, were you dating? Did you, had you met anyone? I, before that, I was in the stage of my life where I was saying, you know, I'm just going to be like George Clooney and wait till I'm 50 for the most perfect human being in the world, Amal Clooney, to come and find me. <laughs> that was my plan. I was like. I love that that's your plan. Yes. I was like, Amal Clooney is like the most perfect human in the world. She is. Though. And uh, like, see, you just got to wait for it. It's there. It's somewhere waiting for you. Um, so I was, I was, I was saying yes, which is a reason why I said yes to my now boyfriend asking me out. Um, so I was still going, but I was at the point in my life where I was like, well, if it happens to me, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, I've had some great loves already mm-hmm. at such a young age and great heartbreaks already, and I'm done. Yeah. I was at that point, so I wasn't actively seeking it. I was kind of, like, letting things fall where they may. That makes sense, though. I think one of the hardest things with breakups and finding someone new is, like, opening your heart up again to possibly get broken again because once you've gone through it even once or a couple of times Mm -hmm. it gets exhausting it's very vulnerable which is why and in the show joe talks about this a lot he's protecting himself he's like what are you about who are you really yeah like are you going to hurt me essentially like my last you know girlfriend did yeah um i think that's another thing that like apps and social media have provided is like a barrier to protect our hearts so that's so true yeah so we don't have to be as vulnerable yeah we are putting out there what we want someone to see what we want them to think we are because i mean frankly posting what we actually are doesn't feel interesting enough like if you Which really... is wild to me, especially right? as an actor. I'm like, people are the most fascinating at their worst. Oh, 100%. Because you learn when someone is, when someone's at their worst or their most vulnerable, that's yeah. when you truly learn about them. Yeah. I don't think you really know someone until you've had some sort of conflict with them. That can be a small one, but you don't know how people handle situations yet. Yeah. Because there are, I mean, so many people that can be so great up front. And I mean, think about sociopaths for instance <laughs> like sociopaths are very likable charismatic, charismatic. Yes. everyone like the sometimes the life of the party but they don't f- 
feel anything. Like, they're not very empathetic. Right. So when you, you know, are going through a situation where you need someone to listen and be empathetic and they're not, that's when you get a feel of what's, who someone really is. Right, which is terrifying. Yep. And unfortunately, <laughs> like, we as a society have really negative stigmas on all kinds of things like any kind if anyone's down in the dumps in any kind of way there's a negative stigma attached to that where people are like oh you shouldn't hang out with them they're in the bad crowd or you don't want to whatever it is you know like sometimes there are a lot of good people but we're also even when people are really sick where it's like I don't know what to say to them so we tend to like isolate things that are negative and that's why we don't show them because they won't be received necessarily sometimes there are outliers to that but but I think it's so hard because are you showing it goes back to are you just showing that negative thing or something your family member is going through for that attention right and to what end like why again why are we posting (laughs) to be seen yes (laughs) So I think that's where it that's why I, I I believe we don't really post a lot of negative things because we want to show that we're positive and you know we want to spread a, a good happy message we want to make your day brighter whereas right. if we're posting I remember seeing a meme and I, I don't remember exactly what it said but it's like no matter how bad my life gets I'm not gonna post a black screen with emotional lyrics on snapchat because if you were seeing those <laughs> I don't have a snapchat you never had a snapchat no Elizabeth See, I'm very like <laughs> under a rock kind of a person where <laughs> comparatively do you I know you have Instagram and Twitter uh, yes did you have more before? I had Facebook before, um, and then it just got to be too much, essentially. Like, everyone wanted to be my friend. And at first I was like, yeah, of course. And then I was like, you know what? I don't know half of these people. I just, this has got to go. And it was <laughs> I'm so happy about it. Like, the less is more for me. And I hardly use Twitter. I just use it to kind of see what people are saying about politics or the world. Yeah. And then, so Instagram is definitely my main bread and butter I love Instagram I'm yeah. a big fan of Instagram and like I I know it's all fake but I live for it I, I love <laughs> seeing like everyone else's really exciting lives that are probably way less exciting but you think they're so amazing yeah well the good thing is is there are positives to Instagram depending on what you're taking in you're it inspires you to travel to certain places or cook yeah. certain foods like I just try to be really conscious of how it's making me feel and if it's making me feel like ugly that's very common because everyone yeah. looks beautiful so pretty and they're um, it's like it's not real and I just heard of um <laughs> Facetune Oh my, you just heard, I, yes, you're amazing. See, I truly, like, truly just heard about this, and I was like, what? And I was, and it, honestly, it's given me so much peace, though, because now I look at people and I'm like, that might not be real. And so I don't have to hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because I've, I've been there. Okay, I don't know, do you know who Olivia Cobo is? Yes, she's, she's stunning. Stunning. And like, I've seen her in real life. No, she's you haven't. Stunning. Oh my god! So she's like, that's not face tune. It's just her face. It's a lot like Shay, like Shay Mitchell <laughs> on our show. Gorgeous. She's just beautiful. They're just like really naturally beautiful people, <laughs> <laughs> but very well curated. They they have found their aesthetic, mm-hmm. and they and it's like at its highest. Oh, for sure. I mean, once you are in the business of social media or whatever, just being in the public eye. Yeah. Like, you learn your angles. You learn the the clothes that look perfect for you. But that also comes, I think, with age. Like, when I was 
15, I had no idea what to do. But I feel like girls are not going through that phase anymore because of Instagram. They're just automatically They're automatically hotties at a really young age, which is a little uncomfortable. (laughs) But it's because they know. Like, when I was 15 or 12 or whatever, like, braces, like heavy eyeliner no oh, mascara yeah. I didn't even know you know it's like I had one thing of makeup and I just put it everywhere same I used to use just eyeliner under my eyes yes there's no, there you know it's like we there was no resource other than your your family or your friends like I definitely like learn and they're learning from their mothers it's just yeah. something that's been passed down <laughs> my mom does not wear makeup so we my sister and I were just not same. My mom cute. barely I thought makeup. I was cute, but I was not cute. Right? You think you look so good yeah. with, like, your bright-ass red lipstick yeah. and, like, your under eye like, fake tan. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was always fake tanning. Imagine if we had, like, a Kylie Jenner to look up to makeup-wise right. at that age. I would be, oh, God, I'd be such a pro by now. Right, I'm still terrible at it, and I still and then I go down like the the K hole on YouTube of like watching makeup tutorials. Ooh, that's like a deep hole to get into. Yes, <laughs> I used to watch. Do you know who Michelle Fan is? I don't. Oh my god. Okay, so she was like the OG beauty guru on YouTube. Okay, like, the, for one of the first ones, and I she did it for like I think ten years. Like, for a very long time. Now she has a makeup brand, and she's doing a ton of uh, boss lady stuff. But I used to just listen to her videos because her voice was so relaxing. Yes. That's another thing is some of those videos, that's a big part of it is, like, it's just, like, a familiar voice. Yeah. It's so sad. I know. It's like, what's wrong with us? <laughs> I know. I've been listening, and when I'm in L.A., all I do is listen to NPR in the car. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it is it's so soothing. It's soothing. You you just feel, I don't know, like yeah. you're And then you're, with you start someone. recognizing voices, and you're like, oh, I know this journalist. <laughs> yeah. That, okay. That's the other thing about just social media. You feel like you know these people. Right. Like, I, there's so many people that I follow that I feel like I know because I've seen yeah. so much of their life. I recently met someone who I followed on social media, and she stories a lot. And um, and it was so nice to meet her in real life, though, because it was like, oh, you actually are someone who I would want to know. Yeah. So maybe our instincts might be right, depending on who we follow, that they might actually be someone we're interested in. There we go. In real life. This is a positive spin. Wow. <laughs> Look at you. Um, can I tell you the creepiest thing I've ever done? Yes, please. On social media? So I, my friend worked at a... Um, like a private jet place, like an airport, but a private jet airport. <laughs> so weird. And she saw this guy one day. He was a pilot, and he was he had his own plane, and he would, like, teach people how to fly. And she said to me, Renee, he's just your type. So she <laughs> she had, like, a log of everyone's name, like all the pilots, so she knew his name, and she found him on Instagram. Okay. She wasn't going to follow him because, you know, like, he didn't know she was going to follow him, so that would be weird. I, on the other hand, was like, you said he was just my type. I followed him and I DM'd him. Okay. That's okay. Oh, it gets. So far, this is where it gets. I feel okay about it. So he had no photos of himself. So think about it this way. If you find someone. With you didn't know what he looked like? Oh, I, well, I trust my friend. Oh, okay. She said she described him like tall, dark, and handsome, very much my type. But all of his photos were like in a plane. And, like, his face covered or just, like, 
a plane, of a plane, of flying a plane, <laughs> like nothing. And I proceeded to hit on him in his DMs. We ended up going on four or five dates. There you go. But I couldn't, t- I couldn't tell him the truth. I felt so ashamed that I had found him through my friend. Oh. I couldn't do it. I, I what did st- he think? He, d- one, boys just don't ask questions. They apparently. don't care. They're so happy <laughs> that this pretty girl has reached out to them. They're like, ooh, what just happened? <laughs> she must have just found me on the discovery page. But yeah, he had and barely any followers. Like, th- it's so weird that I found him and he never questioned it. So I just never told him. And I think that's why I eventually just couldn't see him anymore. Right. I felt guilty. Oh, no. Well, that, see, that's good to know that <laughs> you have to go by the pure means. Although I think that's fine. Like sometimes you see someone like on vacation and then you find them later. And you, that's true. And you like slide into the DM. <laughs> I think everyone likes a good DM every once in a while. <laughs> oh, for sure. Sometimes, though, depending. And it's such a double standard, though, because if it's someone that we don't find attractive. Right. And as long it's as creepy. don't say anything creepy. Exactly. That's People true. send me odd DMs. Oh, God. And um, just don't say any. Don't say anything sexual. Just don't say anything like aggressive or mean. Yeah. Like if you want to slide into someone's DM, be kind and funny. Funny. Be funny. Be at the very least, but don't try too hard. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You can't try too hard, but you also can't send a hey. Because no one's going to respond to a hey. Right. Yeah. It's like, if I don't know you. See, this is, this is again, back to the dating app world. Like, what do you guys, how did, how does, how do those conversations start? And you immediately judge somebody by their, like, their first line. Oh, yeah. Oh, I judge, I judge people so hard on dating yeah, apps. Everyone does. I yeah. noticed. So that's a weird <laughs> thing that it's like cultivating inside of people is like really clear judgment on other people we judge everyone nowadays that is how we live we judge people on instagram we judge people on dating apps way less in real life the the, the time i'm most judgmental is when i'm in my car because i have a little bit of road rage um like no. when someone doesn't use her blinker i'm like somebody today was honking at me and there was <gasps> a woman with a baby and a stroller and i was like i have to wait until she's on the sidewalk i'm sorry but this is like a baby yeah and, people, and, and maybe LA. I'm small town about it, but... No, I, I don't like... There's levels, I think, of road rage. Yeah. There's... I get mad at my car, but I would never have the balls, or I just... I really couldn't to get say myself anything. to say anything yeah. or to flip someone off, because I feel like that's no. so mean. The worst I've done is when I'm so mad, I'll, like, put up my, my middle finger, but, like, leave it low so they can't see Oh, really? <laughs> I'm just, like, if they're behind me, I'm just like... <laughs> but <laughs> would we ever do that to someone in real life? Like, imagine if never. someone pushed us... We wouldn't do that. We both apologize because women I cry, and I know that's we gotta work on that though. I'm trying. Yeah, we gotta work on standing up for ourselves. Have you ever? I'm, I'm not even gonna say have you ever because I know you have. All my friends have done this. Someone's bumped into you, and you still apologize. I'll always, <laughs> always. I'm from the south. Very. I'm trained to be as kind and polite and crazy. easy as possible. Because there's a there's also a line for that. Like where. Does polite turn into just being overly apologetic and being walked all over? Like, I think that's where it's an issue. I don't think, I think we have to try so hard to stop apologizing when people bump into us and just say, no, it's okay. You're good. Yeah. Right? Like, no worries. Your fault, but 
<laughs> no worries. <laughs> Just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start saying sorry. I'm not sorry, actually. No, I, I think that that's, like, a great thing, especially for, like, young women, because it is something that we're so entrained to do, whether we want to be or not. Like, it's, I don't want to be that way. And no. I'm, I'm aware of it. But I have to actively lean against my instinct to be yeah the the person in the wrong or you mm-hmm. know too loud too opinionated whatever it is so yeah. i mean that's the time of life we're in though where women are learning how to speak up for themselves which is important and even have you i don't know why i'm asking have you because i know you have because it's just being a woman which is so unfortunate when you've been like catcalled or had guys say just inappropriate things to you as they walk by or trying to start a conversation and be aggressive it's like as a woman i often don't know how to respond to it Mm -hmm. because it's a it's like a fight i have in my head of do i ignore it and just try to you know move forward and be a, a big person about it or do i say something and let them know that that's not okay to do i think it's recently so in in my day I normally just ignored especially if you're alone but if you're with friends then you're like there's safety in numbers yeah and my recently I've started saying things because I think there is like a real need for women to start calling out men I agree for their bad behavior because we're letting bad behavior go so often, even in small ways, like mm-hmm. even minor sexist comments, and unfortunately, those like micro sexism can All manifest over. into really large problems. And so, even at like a bar, if a guy says something to me that I think is inappropriate, I've started turning around and going, "Actually, you shouldn't say that to me, and that's not attractive," or whatever it is. But the but I'm still figuring it out because after I leave, I always think of something so much more witty to say. Oh, yeah. I've I've done that so many times <laughs> where I've had, okay, the worst one I think I had was I was walking to get Froyo's in a parking lot. And as I was crossing um, just like the, just an open area, um, not the, where the street, where it goes back into the street, like out of the parking mm-hmm. lot, there was a guy stopping there to take a left. So he was there and I had to pass him. And he was like, oh, hey, baby doll. Oh, no. Oh, hey, and wouldn't stop. And I'm like, can you not say that? Yeah. And I turned around, and I was giving it back to him, but he just kept going. Like, it didn't face him That's rare. I feel like that's rare. Most of them, especially, like, on the street, like, catcallers, like, some guy said something to me. I turned around, and I was like, how could you say that to me? You don't know me. Like, do you have a mother or I a daughter? <laughs> like, those, I and I often think that, especially catcallers, like on the street, are shocked when you respond. Oh yeah, they're or they're they so or they being ignored. Yeah, and they don't think they're in the wrong. So this is why I do think it's it's time that we start trying our best to like call them out and be like, that makes women uncomfortable. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with that. And actually, for our listeners, I would love to know how you've handled being catcalled in the past or just even being talked to inappropriately. Um, I think there's a, a huge thing about – because I've had guys be like, oh, but is it only creepy because you're, he's not cute? No. But it fully depends on what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Also, how old they are. If you are – my dad's age don't try to flirt with me in line at starbucks Mm-mm. that's so weird and not appropriate or in any way ever yeah um me being nice to you is not an invitation <laughs> for anything ever like i don't know I, and i've talked to guys about this of 
how they essentially just don't pick up on cues and like, oh, well, you just being around a guy or or like when you guys hate being friend zone and they get so mad that they're like stuck in the friend zone or whatever. But because to them, even though you've made it clear you're friends, you're still giving them attention. So that makes them think there's hope. Like it's not us that need that need to be retrained. It's right. men because I... be aware that someone's invitation to a friendship is not someone's invitation to a relationship or a hookup or anything of that sense. Right. And it's and then you have to ask that guy you have to be like, well, is my only worth to you in our sexual relationship? What is the difference between being my friend and being in a relationship? Like, that's the primary difference is that you're intimate in a different way. Yep. So is that, that's all that's worth it to you? Good to know. I don't want to be your friend or your lover. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's how I feel. (laughs) I'm like, you got to (laughs) go. I've had, I've talked to so many guys about this because I'm so fascinated um, on like their take on things because I just think it's so wrong like just wrong I think they're so um, I don't know like who tells them these things about no I don't think they're trained very well yeah who's but who's they're they talking each to them other, the two the, all, the, all the, in their <laughs> all bro the group yeah they're in their group and they're like egging each other on you know think about middle school Oof. and how horrible boys are when they start going through puberty but they they are like allowing each other to talk about women in really grotesque ways yeah really sexualized ways at a very young age and I I actually asked uh, my boyfriend about this I was like what were you like then because and why was that okay for your friend group to potentially be that way I, I mean I saw the the boys in my middle school be that way yeah like does that have to be every guy or is there potential to be respectful from an early age? And how do you get there, though? How do we raise the next generation oh, no. to not do that? Because I don't think it's natural. I 100% think it's, it's a way that they're socialized. Way. Yes. So I think we really need to work on... That's what women calling them out is a great way to start. Yes. Because then it, it's no longer... <laughs> acceptable accepted. Yeah, we just need to start calling guys out in this. Yeah. We're Absolutely. Not, yeah. And hopefully... Then they'll realize, also, we have to stop doing things we don't want to do, like going yes. on dates we don't want to go on or, so true. you know, whatever it is. We have to, like, be able to, again, speak for ourselves, draw the line and say, actually, no, I don't want to do that right now. Um, I don't I don't owe you anything. That's we always feel like we owe someone, whether it even is to say yes, to be polite. I mean, have you been in a situation where a guy has hit on you and you don't even want to reject him so instead you even like before you had a boyfriend you would right. lie and say you had a boyfriend oh definitely we've done that so many times because you're, for you're us protecting that's their ego <clears throat> but they don't need protecting nope their egos are five thousand years in the making of pure <laughs> privilege so <laughs> yep, so i think they're gonna be fine yep. reject let's them. work on our own yep um and hopefully we'll come to a happy medium between the two sexes i hope so i mean i hope that the question can guys and girls be friends isn't an ongoing debate for right i think they can be i think they absolutely can be i think the only reason that they they should be i think from a young age healthy it's healthy the the reason why um guys and girls maybe believe that they can't be friends with each other is because it so is not 
weird but made fun of when you're a kid and you have a friend that's a boy because that means you like him. So when you have that programmed in your head. But that's because people are telling you that. Yep. From the, you look at a baby and another baby is playing with like a girl baby is playing with a boy baby. Some adult in that room goes, oh, they're flirting. Yep. But that's not, let's not keep that narrative alive. Because I bet that's why. It starts so young. So young. I bet that's why we, the guys have this thing in their head of like, oh, I can only be friends with girls I'm attracted right. to. And, and they're afraid with. to talk to girls. Yep. And then all of a sudden we're divided at a so young divided. age. It's like the boys play over here and the girls play over here. And then we don't know how to communicate as we get older and... And it's a mess. Anyways, let's hope for the best. And we'll check in on that in another 50 years. Too. Yep, we're going to, we'll talk about it. And um, getting back just to social media stalking a little bit, <laughs> um, I want to ask about creeping on your ex. Do you creep on your ex ever? And how deep do you go? I have. I try really hard not to. It's hard not to. I'm friends with a lot of my exes, though, and I f- we follow each other easily, and I like their photos easily. You know, there's no weird I think stuff. that's healthy. I think when there's unresolved issues where you're right. still so mad at someone, yeah. that shows that there's still emotion there. Right. And so I think for me, it's like I don't follow them. I try really hard not to look at them because, again, it's like, how is this making me feel? This inanimate object of my phone, like, how do I feel? And if it makes me feel bad in any kind of way I'm like you gotta go I'm sorry it might not even be you the ex it might just be like my perception of it and so I gotta deal with that yeah I do do it but I wish I didn't I wish I didn't either I find it very hard not to because I think when you've had such a strong connection connection with someone you miss them you miss them and whether that is your ego missing like that kind of the validation they gave you or just missing that friendship or what you did have and not miss not wanting it back but just you know reminiscing Mm -hmm. like I think that's so normal but it can lead to terrible things because if you creep and see something you don't want to see it can be a huge setback for you and then make you want to like reach out or say something and that's so bad I know it's very hard to like cut those ties yeah but I think it's a part of, it's like the only way you can be fr- friends eventually is to mm-hmm. cut the tie. You know, you have to have like that healing time. And if they're meant to be in your life again, they will be. But I you can't, totally agree And you that. can't be in charge of creating that. Yeah, I think it's a, a sense of control almost for us when yeah. we can creep and see how someone that maybe we weren't ready to let go of is that's out of our lives. We see what they're up to. It's like, okay, well... I know that they're doing this, so I know that they will soon want to do this. And mm-hmm. I, you know, it's some sort of weird control thing because you feel if you can see it and you know what's going on, right. you're almost <laughs> a part of it. That's so weird, but I, I, I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, I've, I've also been guilty of like stalking someone who I'm not even interested in anymore, like an ex from a while back, to see what they're up to. But then I've stalked their new girlfriend. I've done that. Yep seen what what that was all about because I'm like ooh this isn't anything like I am like let's see what she's like I know and it, it's it's kind of worse sort of... when they're exactly the same though oh yeah right then you get in your head about that you're like <sighs> I oh my gosh I had um that's it's so much worse to stalk the girlfriend I once my ex um was dating like a yoga teacher oh no 
and her Instagram was like so hot and so oh. bendy and just very like perfect yoga and I was just heartbroken it, it made me feel so awful that's what it does because you only like whoever they're dating next you compared yourself so much yeah as well as their ex if you've been in a relationship I love to know about someone's ex that I'm dating which mm-hmm. is so unhealthy and I shouldn't do it but I get curious I've looked at um I've like found my exes or my well now my ex's ex-girlfriend's page right and then immediately I'm like oh my god she was so arty this one girl she was so arty and all of her photos were like oh I love hiking and I'm not an outdoorsy type person <laughs> like they went hiking together and I'm like right. oh it's god like, I can't give you that <laughs> I can't give that to you I know that's so hard um it's again it's like that comparative mindset though really that's what does like the most damage unfortunately so I try really hard not to do it but I, I even like definitely have stalked many a ex's ex <laughs> yeah, it's, we've all, I think we've all done it. Have you ever been reached out to, have you ever had like a crazy ex situation where you've been in a relationship and you've had someone cross a line big time where they've like reached out to you, said something because you're the new girl in the life? In oh my his gosh, life? I hope not. No. Yeah. <laughs> so far, no. But one time I will tell a story. Oh, I, um, this was like my first love, but we had broken up. And I saw him on a date with another girl. No, in real life you saw him? I saw him and I just, I literally screamed. Like a sound came out of, a sound came out of me that I had no control of. It hurt me so much. Oh my God. And it was like an animalistic noise and like they heard me, like everyone saw and I, and then I just had to like run out of the building and I was like, I don't know what just happened. And I was I was very upset, obviously. Yeah, and that's the, even if we're over someone or we're in the process and I wasn't, of getting over. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't over. And I like, oh. That's so And this hard. was my first love. And so yeah. that was, I mean, he, he thought, I'm sure he thought it was very, like, childish. Like, I essentially, like, responded like a child where I just yeah, you see something you don't emotional. like and you scream. Um, but it's, like, something I could never do again like I couldn't I had no control and sometimes that happens though we our reactions to things and I'm sure you've been there where we think in certain situations we will react one way when it's a thought when it's not an emotional response we think we'll act one way but when we're in that moment it's totally different right and that's why there have been times I mean when I was a kid there were so many things I thought I I wouldn't do this and I wouldn't get involved with this kind of person and I had all these rules in my head where it's so much different when you're actually living your life, going through these experiences. Like, heartbreak is such a tough thing. It it, it takes such an emotional and physical toll on you. Mm-hmm. It it hurts. Yeah. It's, it's so hard letting go of someone. I think, even if it's not romantic, friendship breakups are so hard. Mm-hmm. There's, it's losing someone... It's a difficult thing, and I don't think we know how, if you want to, I'll put quotations here, strong you'll be about it, whether or not you'll reach out to them. Because I always, before I'd been in a situation where I was kind of like in an on-again, off-again relationship, I never thought I'd be in one of those. My whole life, I was like, I'm never going to, if we break up, like, we're over. And then I was in that situation where you're just not ready to let go of someone, and so you will continue to like lower your standards to, to get someone back in your life or believe something that you know is not true 
in order to justify getting back with someone over and over again. I think that's the same with any situation in any romantic relationship. You don't know what you're going to do or how you'll react when it comes to a powerful emotion like love. Right. I know. It's so... Well, and the part of the issue is like it's often not a very pure form of love. It's filled yeah. with ego and lust and all the rest of it. Like our self-worth is wrapped up in that person. 100%. And I, right. and I, I'm definitely someone who... I like every every person I've loved I think it was like a worthy love for its time but mm-hmm. I'm hoping that like my the kind of love that I'm giving and receiving is maturing and growing as I do that's what I hope at least yeah I mean that think about even back when you had your first like big crush on someone right you thought that was it you're yeah. like husband ready for you <laughs> yeah. and then like you writing your name in the journal oh yeah mrs whatever his last name is 100 and you fully believe like this is as good as it gets and i'm a firm believer that you're going to continue doing that if you're in like a fulfilling relationship or a relationship that you don't feel as though you're just kind of doing it for codependency it's where i think a lot of people end up in relationships that they're not happy in that they know they don't want to remain in but they're there, but I'm talking about the relationships where, whether it's healthy or not, the passion, the, mm-hmm. this person, I love them. You will continue to feel like that person is the one until one day they are. <laughs> what, what, like that person, you're, whoever you're dating or whatever, whoever your ex was, I get that you're feeling that now. Yeah. But once you move on to your next love, that's going to feel the same way, but even more intense, probably, or more right. mature. Or just more, yeah, more from a pure place, hopefully. Yeah. If you guys want to um, watch some great comedy, though, there's um, Daniel Sloss. is a great comedian. I love Daniel Sloss. So, and his new Netflix um He's like a series. Yeah, there's two of them, but one of them, I think Jigsaw, or Dark, I think it's Jigsaw. Um, is all about toxic relationships and apparently he's like causing breakups all over the world so um, if you need some inspiration or doubt that's (laughs) I love him he's he's amazing he's so funny oh my god I'm actually gonna look this up because I didn't know he had two specials on there I've seen one he had like an episodic uh, special and I didn't watch one about toxic relationships I think I watched one episode and it was mainly about his sister and yeah I think that's dark and then the next one is the one causing all the breakups Ooh, and I- divorces apparently that's correct well I mean so many people are in toxic relationships right. which well, is, they don't even know they they're, don't know kind of like what you were saying they're just in relationships because they've been in it or you know you just stop you just stop participating in an active yeah. way and then all of a sudden you're in something five years later and you're like oh um, he he really speaks on it very well, though. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Um, so I do want to get into just some takeaways that we have from today. Okay. So for social media stalking, I yeah. think it's fine to do if you're checking out a new person you're dating or you're just creepy and you want some entertainment. We've mm-hmm. all done it. We've all, like, looked up people's lives. Yeah. I would say no creeping on your ex or try not to. Yeah, I mean, protect your heart. Protect yourself. And I would also say do your best to meet people in person and and really listen to your gut because that's what's really going to reveal you know that whether you're compatible or not or 
whatever it is that's i mean there's nothing like being in person so even if you do stalk someone give them the benefit of the doubt and get to know them in person as well i agree because they might surprise you totally agree with that um and as for being a polite woman um stand up for yourself and if a guy's being creepy let him know it yeah just keep practicing (laughs) it'll come in time (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, before we go, I need to know what, what up- upcoming projects can we look for? Where can we watch you? Gotten all the details. Yes, you guys. The ninth episode of You out of 10, nine out of 10 episodes. So it's getting very dramatic. Um, airs Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Lifetime. And then you if you can't watch it on lifetime then you can go to the lifetime website and binge watch all the episodes using your tv provider it's an amazing show to binge like i wish i could binge it but i I have to watch it every week for the show internationally it'll be on netflix december in december 26th i think Ooh, you guys are gonna you honestly need to watch the show it's So, so good it'll be very bingeable very soon Awesome. And then uh, anything else you're working on in the meantime? People can find you, check you out. Well, I mean, obviously you can stalk me on Instagram (laughs) if you want to see me and my cats or whatever fun thing I'm doing next. Um, Just a lot of traveling and... Um, and finding the next project. So you, every, everyone will see. You'll know. Everyone will know because we now know everything about everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we all we know everything. And then uh, what your Instagram is, Eliza Boone? Yes. Awesome. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. This was so fun. Yeah. I, we talked about a lot. We covered a lot of bases. I know. Well, life is hard <laughs> and requires a lot of... <laughs> chatting I think these kinds of like chats between women especially are very important yeah because you go oh my gosh me too why do we do that yep and then that makes you more aware of when you're doing it and then hopefully we'll all work to just be stronger together yes build each other up don't tear each other down yes and don't compare yourself (laughs) yes try I mean Olivia (laughs) Coppa we get it she's a goddess but like so are you yes (laughs) all right bye guys